Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, my name is Chris Lambert. On this channel, we talk Kanye West. And today we have some Donda 2 information coming to us from Digital Nas in an interview he did with Rolling Stone. So we're going to dive into this article, reading through it with some, you know, scholarly asides from yours truly. Uh, you can see here it's titled Kanye West One's Donda 2 Played at Births, Graduations, Weddings, and Funerals. So the interview's by Corey Groh and again Rolling Stone. And we dive into the opening paragraph. When Ye calls, you answer. Take it from Digital Nas. Last April, the rapper and producer whose real name is Nazir Pemberton was living in Atlanta, making his own records as well as tracks for Little Yachty, ASAP Ferg, Sheck West, and others at the time. Then he heard that the star formerly known as Kanye West had heard some of his tracks through Moaloa Ogalesi, design director for Ye's Yeezy Gap collaboration, which I heard recently that she is no longer the design director, that she's out. I haven't confirmed that, but that was something that came up from a recent, I do believe, Financial Times article about the Gap deal. So that's something to pay attention to. Anyway, and he wanted to meet Nas in Los Angeles. I went out there on a whim, no expectations, says Nas, age 23, over Zoom from his original home studio in Atlanta, where he's enjoying a brief vacation. The room is saturated with royal blue light, evoking the chill vibe of his production style. Very cinematic. Then it turned into me living out there. By the fifth day, my manager gets an email like, hey, we want Nas out here indefinitely, and we've been just rocking ever since, which is pretty crazy, right? You're just living your normal life in your city, and then you get a call that Ye wants to work with you, and now you're living in Los Angeles and just on the payroll. Like, I wonder how that works. Is he getting like a stipend? Is he an employee? Is he signed as an artist and has a contract? Very curious. I guess that's why you have a manager, right? To work out all those things. Uh, Wes included two of Nas's tracks, Junior and Remote Control, as well as a part two for each on last year's Donda, which the Recording Academy has since nominated for the Album of the Year Grammy. Those tracks feature simple arrangements, an easy gliding church organ feel on Junior. <laughs> an easy gliding church organ feel. A Junior's like a riot. It's... It's like a, a mosh pits vibe to it. It's it's not, I don't really think of like easy gliding church organ. <laughs> I think of like, ah! <laughs> uh, and a down-tempo beat with whistling. I guess that's just the bass kind of going crazy on that song, but which is different than the production, right? The production might be easy gliding, but then the bass is like, ah! Uh, and then a down-tempo beat with whistling on top for remote control. Now that is accurate for remote control. There is a down-tempo beat and there is whistling. Uh, that sound was so man uh, mantra-like, Nas says. It was just simple. It was like a feeling. Ye and I call it monk music, which you know monks tend to live very simple, refined lives, right? It's a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, uh, very chore-oriented, very routine-oriented. You're kind of in your monastery doing the same thing every day and getting a deeper connection with your faith and the spirit so there's a sense of um 
trance and transcendence that comes through with that, but also minimalism. And the minimalism, the minimalism kick is something that Ye has been on for a minute. And not just in the aftermath of the Life of Pablo, because like Life of Pablo was a was a big album, right? We're talking 21 tr- or 20 tracks at the end of the day. And you have these epics like Wolves and St. Pablo and Ultra Light Beam. But a lot of the songs on that album are pretty compact, right? Like Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 and Part 2 are kind of compact. Feedback, Freestyle Part 4, I Love Kanye, like even Waves kind of goes pretty quickly. And that's an aesthetic he's kind of kept going over the last few albums. I mean, the seven the seven track albums from Wyoming, of course, right? Uh, Into Jesus is King, which was only 27 minutes. Um but then even with Donda, like as big as Donda is at over an hour and 20 minutes, a lot of the tracks are just kind of like two to three and a half minutes. There is singular kind of sound and focus. There's not the same kind of productive or production acrobatics that we're used to seeing back on like Yeezus and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, as Travis was pointing out in our podcast season, uh, analyzing Donda, there's a lot of ambience, a lot of space in most of these songs. Like you have something like Heaven and Hell that really builds and has these different dynamics to it, but it's not a song that really ranges all over the place in the way that you think of with Blood on the Leaves or Devil in a New Dress or even like going back to something like Gone, right? Uh, so this monk-like style or this push towards minimalism has been something that Ye has kind of been experimenting with probably since Yeezus. There's that infamous story that Ye had three hours worth of material and talked to Rick Rubin and instructed Rick Rubin to just cut it down, like to be ruthless and get rid of things. Don't add anything, but take things away. And that's how they ended up cutting this three hours of content down to, what was it, like 44 minutes? Um, Or 49 minutes that Yeezus' runtime is. So, yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, Since relocating to Los Angeles, Nas has been working on his new album, DN3. Nice. Slated to come out February 4th, very soon. I'm not going to lie, DN3 is definitely derivative of those two Donda songs. (laughs) All right, he's honest, you know? Uh, Like, just that smoothness, that feeling, that vibe that I was able to give to him for Donda. I'm definitely going all in on it for my project. Yeah, when you have the vibe, go with the vibe. I think if Ye's discography teaches us anything, it's that changing up vibes each album is really impactful. I mean, it's something that Kendrick has done as well. You compare Good Kid, Mad City to To Pimp a Butterfly to Damn, and it's very sonically unique. Um, Okay. Uh, it's also the vibe he's been tapping into for the tracks he's been writing for Donda 2, Ye's first sequel album, due out February 22nd. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> and I'm not even, I mean, maybe it'll still be called Donda 2, but we saw what happened with So Help Me God becoming Swish, becoming Waves, becoming The Life of Pablo. So we'll see what happens with even Donda uh, 2 maintaining the name or staying that name. Uh, Ye has given him two notes so far to sound more monk-like and to simplify the tracks. Okay, which I I was supposed to save my whole speech for this, (laughs) for the simplify here when I was going into like, oh, he's done this over the course of his recent discography. That's the part I was supposed to do. I tried recording this video once before and had to cut and I got a little ahead of myself. Okay, Uh, but just pretend I said all those things about Ye being into like minimalism like at this point in the video, you know? What a great point. 
Good job, Chris. All right, moving on now. Uh, Ye also gave Nas some specific requests for how Donda 2 should feel. Nas pulls out his phone to make sure he captures the instructions he got correctly. Imagine just like being able to check your phone for the recent messages you got from Kanye West. One day, you know? Uh, these are the directives for the album. If it cannot be played at a funeral, childbirth, graduation, a wedding, it will not be on our record. Which, that's certainly a vibe. Like... <laughs> I played at a funeral, childbirth, graduation, wedding. And, you know, part of me, like the language nerd me is just like, there's no or in there. So does that mean it has to be a song that has to be played at all of them? That's like, (laughs) covers so many bases that it's like happy enough to be played at a wedding and graduation, but not so happy it can't be played at someone's funeral or like a childbirth you know it's appropriate then for a funeral and a childbirth but i think it's more that each of these songs like if it can't be played at one of these venues one of these events if it doesn't fit that kind of idea or theme then it's out of here which like i guess i'm thinking how like songs from donda would appreciate that like junior specifically right i guess junior would be played at like (laughs) not a funeral not a childbirth I'm guessing that's more like graduation. Graduation? I don't think you'd play it at a wedding unless we're thinking like just wedding after party, get people onto the dance floor. But that's certainly a kind of like dance floor vibe at a wedding that I don't know if most people are angling for, <laughs> but maybe. Um, okay, so we'll say graduation. Graduation. Uh, but then like off the grid is off the grid. I guess that's also a graduation song. Unless gradu- like a childbirth song, maybe, you know? It's for my kids, kids, kids. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Uh, It will not be on our record. He says, we learned a lot from Don to One. We learned what hits. We learned what was sticking. Praise God. And we've seen, like, praise God kind of blow up on TikTok. We know that at the Larry Hoover concert, Ye came out to, like, praise God. And then when he was on stage at Rolling Loud, he had praise God, like, playing or performed it. So he's really into praise God. So... I feel like maybe Donda 2 might be full of more songs like Praise God, which is funny because it's not as ambient as the rest of things. Anyway, uh, we learned what was sticking, so we took from there. It has to be able to be played at four major moments in people's lives. That's crazy, right? Without offering song titles, Nas says he's particularly excited about one track Ye recorded with the album's executive producer, Future. That's just phenomenal, he says. He also says Ye Ye has been collaborating with some of the producers who worked on his 2013 Yeezus album, which like, okay, wait, back up a second with like the Future song. I think it was Julia Fox said that the music that Ye has with Future was like some of her favorite stuff. So this is now two people that are kind of hyping up the Ye Future collabs. Um, But then here, working with producers who worked on 2013 Yeezus, like I want to know... No, Siri. <laughs> I want to know who some of these producers are, right? We know that Gasefelstein uh, was recently working with Casey Pluto and that Casey you know, worked on Donda, has still been in Ye's orbits. I do wonder if there's a little bit of like getting in with Casey. Oh, Gasefelstein was also on Donda, wasn't he? Am I blanking on that? Huh. Anyway, I'll check that later. But like, could Gasefelstein be somebody that's back and working on 
like Donda 2. Hmm. Uh, a few familiar names from the original Donda and one special guest that blew Nas away. Travis Scott pulled up and played beats for Ye, he says, beaming, which is awesome because Travis Scott, you may remember, was the same way that Kid Cudi was like the unknown entity contributing to 808s and Heartbreak. Travis Scott was the unknown entity con uh, contributing to Yeezus. So just having Travis Scott like back in there, fantastic. Uh, both Donda albums have been a learning experience for Nas, who describes his relationship with Ye as an apprenticeship. He originally presented the rapper with a folder of 150 beats. Wes freestyled over approximately 60 of them. Ooh. Uh, by the time Donda was nearing release, Nas thought four of those tracks would make the track list, but only Junia, Junia, Junia and Remote Control made it. So out of those 60 freestyles, to know that only two made the cut, that made me realize like, oh, okay, this is one of those playing fields where a lot of thought went into this track list, he says. What I took from Remote Control, Junia, and even writing on Hurricane, it's like, take your time with what you make. Don't try to rush into it. This is uh, a credo that this YouTube channel does not uh, learn from, <laughs> but eh. uh, it's been three years since Nas released his DN2 mixtape, and over the past year, it's, he's been refining everything he has learned in his apprenticeship for DN3. New tempo, new bop, new bounce, new drum sounds, new flows <laughs> that no one has ever heard, new deliveries, new mixing. It almost sounds like some bars, right? New tempo, new bop. I'm just thinking of heaven and hell. <laughs> uh, he has asked the engineers working on it to make it sound grungy, analog, almost like the Circle Jerks or Germs, citing two legendary LA hardcore punk bands. Germs is one of my favorite bands of all time, where it was gritty, but it was punching through. Uh, and then the four DN3 tracks he shared with Rolling Stone feature a mix of otherworldly, blissful synth sounds, phasing in and out, reverse drums, and aggressive trap beats. On Balling Like the Pistons, Nas sings about how life is just a test over coolly serene synths. I love how music journalists write about music because it's not something that I ever grew up thinking about, like how do you describe music, but it's something that they have to do all the time. And you listen to like Fantano do it, where he's just like the crunchy synths. It's so funny to me. Uh, like coolly serene synths. While on the way of this world, he rap sings, I know material things don't mean nothing over funky squeaky keys with minimal drums. Funky squeaky keys. Funky squeaky keys. There's some poetry going on there. Nice job, Corey. Running laps around him pairs splendidly horror movie atmospherics with quick paced trap drums as he raps, F Instagram, I'm in real life. <laughs> Uh, in recent months, Ye's opinion has become Nas's barometer for how DN3 should sound. With Ye, when you play him music, if he doesn't move to it, he doesn't like it, Nas says. So if he's not moving, I just go to the next song. And that's kind of how I've been basing my track listing. Recently, though, oh, you can't even see. Yeah, let me move this up. Okay, there we go. Uh, recently though, the process has become difficult because if Ye likes a track, he wants it for Donda too. He doesn't take it well when you say no, Nas says laughing. You gotta give him a reason why. Nas likens his time so far with Ye to boot camp or hazing in the army. It's almost like going through that phase was like, oh, this is making me better, he says, so I'm down for it. I guess just the difficulties of Ye being like the perfectionist that he is, like not good, not good, not good, make this better, make this better, make this better. 
Uh, the whirlwind of Nas's life in the past year has given him a new perspective. Originally, he saw making music as a replacement for therapy. His songs were like diary entries explaining how he feels. And when he compares his 2019 mixtape DN2 with what he has prepared for DN3, he feels good. With DN2, it's just like rage, 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 angry at the world, he says. This one, I'm not going to lie. It's more chill. I can, I can imagine like going from like, artist trying your most to like make it to break through like hungry to working with Ye and kind of being with Ye in Ye's universe and on that like level of things. There's definitely like a, <laughs> uh, a relaxation that can take place in the sense of like okay like I've come a long way from where I was you know. Uh, he's also hopeful his music can uplift other people who feel the same fury he used to feel. My main priority is capturing the skate fan base where I come from, he says. I've been skateboarding since I was seven years old. I feel skaters are the most troubled. The goal right now is to get these kids on a higher frequency, like staying away from uh, these perks, these Zans, the lean. Someone who comes from that life has to stand up and be like, yo, I know you all think this is cool, but it's actually killing you. I want to do that in a not corny way. My main goal is to use my influence in the right way. That's a that's a a great thing, especially somebody like it reminds me of uh, Jonah, right on Donda, where it's just like it coming from this place of violence and where people are reciprocating violence, like looking to get out and letting other people know that like, hey, you can find ways to get out of what's going on around you, which was the whole thing from like college dropout and late registration and graduation that was so inspiring about the early Kanye story and him coming out of Chicago. Um, and it's nice here that, you know, Digital Nas is looking at this community that he came from and seeing some of the issues with it and wanting to address, like not, like, I want to make the broadest music possible, but uh, you know, I know I can be successful to a broad audience, but I'm speaking directly to these kids, and I know that will resonate with others. It's I was never in the skateboarding scene, surprise, surprise. But uh, even seeing Jonah Hill's like directorial debut, right, mid '90s, and thinking of how a lot of kids in that movie use skateboarding as like therapy in a lot of ways as like group as support like a support group uh, but that it also can lead to a lot of like indulgent lifestyle choices drinking when you're 11 years old like we like all this stuff that starts to become part of that culture that doesn't necessarily need to be part of the culture and it's nice to see someone like digital Nas kind of stepping up and saying like hey we can do this thing that we love and find healthy ways to like socialize around it huh. cool okay well <laughs> we got some donda 2 information from this very interesting to see what the tone of this album will be like uh especially like in the lyrics because you think about easy and easy was a hit boy production it's for a game album but that's a song that has this kind of like more chill <laughs> beat but yay letting his pride win and getting so like aggressive with the lyrics uh, i'm just curious what the lyricism on donda 2 is going to be like we'll see but that's it for this video until next time stay wavy and keep it loopy cheers
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.